Welcome, everybody, back to Hall of Murphy. We're back here today. Hey, John, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How, how are you? I'm doing good. How were the holidays? You know, busy. Let's be back at it, though. You always think that the holidays are there to relax, but in reality, you're just busier than before. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the holidays did bring us something. It got us closer to the next DC show. We took a little break over the holidays, everyone, but we are back. We are here in action to talk about the one, the only, Peacemaker. And let's just start it off with, uh, how does James Gunn pull it off to have an intro of everyone dancing like that and still make it look amazing? Oh my God, it's it's just so great. That is the perfect way to introduce a show like Peacemaker. It's the, the thing is, I didn't expect it. So I watched it after seeing the intro leak online early. Uh, well, not leak. They published it online, and I I only got to watch it a little later. Uh, but like, you don't think it would work as well as it does? <laughs> yeah, really. It's just, and they're all just deadpan. There's <laughs> no emotion, and they're just doing these outrageous dance moves. It, it's it's such a perfect representation of the show because there's a lot of ridiculous stuff happening in this show, but everyone's just kind of. Mm-hmm completely serious about it like this is a day in their life while some of the craziest shit is just going on uh but you know the thing is john cena what an amazing performance he loves this character you know he loves this character and i'm i know a lot of people are like well why is peacemaker getting a series before x character y character let's be honest once you watch the series you know why yeah, he's amazing. He's fantastic. John Cena is, like, growing into an amazing actor. He has a lot of, like, he shows a lot of range in this. Even mm-hmm. if it's, like, a little bit over the top, uh, you know, the thing you always say is, if you have someone like him, it's, it's similar with, like, Dave Bautista, James Gunn just has a way of getting the best performances out of these actors. And especially mm-hmm. if they don't have, like, a big, like, theater background or anything. He just knows, what do I need to do? How do I write the character to make it come to life perfectly with the person playing it? And he just nails John Cena in this. Mm-hmm. He, it's just, it's great. And he's just, like, it's, like, he's wearing this chrome helmet and he's walking around and he's just, he's perfect. I mean, he is, I mean, we, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, he talked about how, um, he was in talks for other roles. Like he almost played Shazam. I think that would have been a yeah. really good casting. I think John Cena would have been great there. Um, I don't know about Cable. Um, I think he's, I don't know. I think he's just a little young to play Cable. Mm. But I think he really found it. I found a good middle ground with Peacemaker because you know there's really no. I feel like there's no bounds on what he can do with the character. Yeah. So and he can really like stretch and you know. You know this is a good starting point for him as an actor. The thing what I, I like about John Cena in this role, like, yes, I think he would have been a good um, Shazam because he, what he has is that like childish wonder to him, something that just he's a big mm-hmm. hulking guy, but he yeah. still has like that soft spot. But what makes it so good in Peacemaker is that he's still that kind of guy, just he's also pretty much a killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's that beautiful <laughs> contrast. <laughs> Could you imagine if Dave Bautista actually got cast as Peacemaker? Because I think because no. he was originally like he had all he had been offered a role in the Suicide Squad, and I think we can all assume it was probably Peacemaker. Mm. Um, but that, could you imagine we had a Peacemaker show starring Dave Bautista, and we had a Shazam movie starring John Cena? <laughs> what a different world that is. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, hey, the Flash movie. You guys are still directing. You still need cameos, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> get the get the John Cena Shazam in there. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> just shows up. Hey, switches to a different multiverse. It's him doing the same thing, just as Peacemaker covered in blood. Hey, <laughs> I, I really, I really, I don't know. I, I did that Justice League list a few week or a week or two ago, and I. I really had to hold myself back from putting Peacemaker on there. He'd be a great member of the Justice League. He would be uh, He would be very unhinged, which probably would add a great dynamic to the rest of the mm-hmm. more serious heroes. Like, if they can, if they keep growing the character. So we're, we're talking about the first three episodes here. We don't know how yeah. the show's ending. We're, we don't know how it continues. But just from the potential that is there, and if Pe- Peacemaker like he's such a different kind of character so his dynamic with justice league members would be absolutely hilarious <laughs> mm-hmm. god i could just imagine him interacting with like uh, wonder woman and she just like tells him to piss off <laughs> just keeps trying to hit on her and she hits him <laughs> <laughs> she just boom knocks him through a wall i it's just he's out of there it's like oh we still have one member. Ugh, could we have taken Bloodsport? <laughs> I love how I love how it starts and he's just like he's in the hospital and like, yeah, you can go. He's like, dead ass, I can just leave. And they're like, Yeah, what do you yeah. what do you what do you mean, dude? And he just like he gets in a cab and cab and he just leaves. And then he pays the guy with the peacemaker helmet. <laughs> I love where you see him drive off with it on his head. It's like, oh, bye. Bye. And um there he is. And he checks his phone. He's got like over 4,000 like text messages, calls. <laughs> from Vigilante. <laughs> Just from Vigilante. All from Vigilante. I I adore Freddie Stroman in this role. He is so good in it. I would, you know, there's part of me that, because, you know, Gunn revealed that Chris Conrad did shoot five and a half episodes. Mm. So over half the series he shot as Vigilante before leaving the show. Which is kind of strange, like really strange. If you didn't like like the you know the direction of the character, why would you stay on for five and a half episodes and then quit? You know, more than halfway through. Maybe there's I, something else there. Something's changed with the role. I wonder if there was a a scene that he just refused to do. Is that what what it feels like? But he would have read the scripts in advance because the show yeah. is. So I don't know if a change was made by Gunn that he felt would have made it, because this is a very gritty show. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we literally have John Cena completely naked, screwing a chick in the middle of the episode. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if maybe that was just something he refused to go as far. I, I don't know. It's it's a curious, because five episodes in is a lot. That's, a, that's an expensive yeah. reshoot and redubbing. So I'm, I'm guessing every scene with Peacemaker in costume is probably him, though. Well, that, I thought about the... You're talking about Vigilante, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, too, but I feel like Stroma and Conrad are a bit, you know, they're, they're definitely, like, uh, physical-framed guys. Yeah. And I, I don't know... That's, that's one thing I thought, like, oh, they probably just were able to, you know, the stuff with his helmet on, just dub over. Or they could have just had a double in there. I'm not sure, but... um. I'm not sure, to be honest, because um, it seems hard to reshoot all of that. 
maybe they went for specific scenes. I could, I don't think they reshot everything because that is very expensive. Though mm-hmm. HBO and uh, Warner Brothers believe in this vision, so I, I think he got the flexibility to do so. But mm-hmm. I do think that maybe he did have some, you know, some scenes they probably kept in where like, okay, you won't tell much of a difference or maybe he's in the background or something. It's, it's hard to say because you don't know what was the original vision with him. So it's, it's always a little tough. But what we have and the fact that uh, Vigilante with his really cool looking suit is, a, that is an amazing costume. Oh, probably one of the best balances out judo master (laughs) Mm, oh yeah (laughs) but just the i love the fact that his secret identity is what i think it's called bus boy or something or Mm -hmm. the boy it's just like in him just staring there (laughs) and just winking yeah um god um that's i found i find it funny um in arrow adrian chase is like very accurate but he's not vigilante and in peacemaker Adrian Chase isn't very accurate and he's not vigil and he is vigilante. <laughs> which I found pretty funny. Um and did you happen to catch the uh, post credit scenes in all the episodes? There were post credit scenes? Oh no. Every episode every episode has a post credit scene. It's not really anything important. It's usually just like another it's like an extended gag. Yeah. But um in the one when they're outside um Goth, the Goth's Manor. Mm-hmm. That's episode three, I believe. Yeah. Um, Vigilante tells, like, uh, Harcourt goes, I'll kill your entire family if you fuck this up. And he goes, and Vigilante goes, oh, too late for that. <laughs> so I'm wondering if, I don't think he killed his family, but Vigilante in the comics became Vigilante because his entire family was killed by the mob. So I'm wondering if that happened in the show. With the vigilante. That's curious. I am actually, I didn't, I had no clue there were post credit sequences. So I really need to catch up on that. I forgot. And I was like, oh, shoot. Go in back and watch them. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, so I know what I'm doing after recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, the thing is, is what I think they might do is probably because the thing is, they don't, they don't dwell on backstories too much here. We kind of got Peacemaker's backstory in the Suicide Squad, but we're yeah. literally meeting his father this time around. So I'm not sure. Oh, what a if... shit bag. <laughs> I he uh the performance of like when he starts laughing about the guy about uh Bloodsport being scared of rats, mm-hmm. and then like he wasn't the guy who shot you, right? And it's like awkward conversation. Well, well. <laughs> let's not get into that no but uh it, i do love so when the first big like sequence after he gets out of prison we get introduced to the butterflies as the or project butterfly whatever it's called to get into and i love peacemakers like you guys aren't very subtle with your project names project mm-hmm. starfish big fucking starfish <laughs> i yeah. wonder what butterflies is gonna be <laughs> I hope it's a giant butterfly. That'd be <laughs> sick. And then I finally give Peacemaker his jetpack, and we get a, we get Peacemaker, you know, armed to the teeth and a with a jetpack, just like from the comics, and he's just flying around. That'd be a great final episode. And I know Gum would do it. He's oh yeah, <laughs> he'd make it work. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. 
it but like the thing is is that the whole event of just the first and like it was very smart to have for three episodes out to start off the show because yeah. the first the first episode is kind of a I will say, I don't think it's slow at all. It do, A lot happens, and it's a lot of great character moments, a lot of great jokes, but the mm-hmm. story doesn't really start until episode three. Yeah. But I get that. I, I just love, like, the thing is, is what I love about the first episode is that suddenly, like, he's going out, he's trying to go with, uh, I think Harcourt is her name, mm-hmm. who, great character, love Jennifer Holland in it. Yeah, really, really great actress. Some some great casting. Uh, I really like like this. I I especially love the fact. uh, Chuck. I I hope I don't say the name wrong. Chuck Woody Iwuji, who plays Morn. He's fantastic as well. I'm really excited that he was cast in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. And and I hope we see a lot more of these actors because they're all you know they're all perfect for these roles they play. They bring them to life. Great. But I love how he just he like they they meet at a diner. He then try, he sees her go into a bar and his first thought is maybe the person I'm working with is willing to screw me. And his line is like, I've been in prison for a long time. It's, it's so awkward. But I do love her taking down the one guy and she's just like, I can't with you. Yeah, the, the fight scenes in this show are intense. And yeah. Really good. The scene with Harcourt in the bar is great. I love how dynamic it is, and just it just like showcases her, you know, range of abilities. Well, not great. I wouldn't say abilities, but you know, like capabilities. Yeah, and great camera work too. Like yeah. the way it moves, it's we're finally getting to a timeline where we're not just either a static camera where we barely see anything through cuts, yeah. or it just kind of moves around because wiggling the camera means actions happening. It was fluid in how she was moving and alongside her especially later on with judo master the same thing yeah it gives me um kingsman fight scene vibes yes that's a good comparison yeah i i some some really good stuff makes you gun is really good here he's he like combat like i have to say you see him evolve as a director which i think Mm -hmm. is always an exciting thing and I'm kind of, it makes me wonder what he'll bring to like other projects like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and such. And mm-hmm. what other DC project he could do. He has teased that he's doing others. And, you know, that makes it really exciting to see what else is he going to do and learn and change. Because the, like, the thing is, is that the show is very much, I would say Peacemaker is a fully realized high budget version of Super. Yeah, I need to watch that, actually. But I, I get the general premise for Superbird. Yeah. It's I've been around for a while, so. Like, the vibe they're going for is... The, the only difference is that these are actual, let's say, heroes that are actually good at what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's so it's kind of a realization of what Super probably would have been if it was, like, not a parody. And it works incredibly well. Um, and the yeah. characters are just perfect because the casts are very likable. There's a lot of good running gags here. Um, I am surprised though about the, because, you know, the show Peacemaker is a very grounded character from what we know, because we learn he pretty much has a chrome dome because of, you know, the beacon of justice and stuff, which is still great lines, but he doesn't really do anything with his helmet in the Suicide Squad. And all of a sudden (laughs) his dad has a super cool, visually interesting secret room 
that cut, like I, I, if I, if I remember correctly, it just kind of comes into existence as soon as they walk in. And he literally, the helmets actually do shit. And I was kind of excited about that. The sonic boom helmet is sick. That was an amazing, looked great. I love the fact that it was saved up for the, like the final moment to be like, oh no, his helmets can actually do shit. That was fantastic. And I really hope we get more helmets. (laughs) I I really enjoyed, um, no, I'm not like, just seeing like more of his background and i really want to know like why was why does his dad make those helmets because his dad you know his dad wasn't a wasn't peacemaker before him yeah they kind of they kind of touch on what he was before white dragon yeah white not not a character i thought would be used in live action dc i mean if anyone but don went there (laughs) yeah so someone who lives in Austria, that sequence with him in prison was a little like, hmm. <laughs> mm. huh. what a oh, history. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just like, wow, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm surprised they kind of went with it, but honestly, I'm, I'm kind of happy they went with it because, you know, they were, he wasn't watering down Peacemaker's origin and past. Yeah. But um, I know, uh, for I think for a brief period, oh no, he wasn't he wasn't on the Suicide Squad, but he was a villain they fought. Uh yeah, I think he was. Yeah, because the original White Dragon, like Augie Smith was never never he was a Nazi, basically, just in World yeah. War II. He was a Nazi. Uh the first White Dragon actually knew Deadshot as a kid. They were they were friends growing up. Except, yeah. you know, he was really rich and uh Deadshot wasn't. Because I think and, White Dragon um, also wasn't Peacemaker's dad. They had no relation. No relation. It's just gun um, taking, you know, lesser-known source material that doesn't really have, you know, like a lot of levity to it and yeah. just, you know, making it his own. It's it's funny that, you know, nowadays we're R-rated, brutal, very social commentary-heavy superhero projects are common like with the boys you see a lot of comparisons with this with the boys and it kind of like the whole white dragon inclusion like the thing you have what i respect is the fact that dc allows that kind of topic into project of theirs Mm -hmm. but at the same time the uh the fact that a they go that direction because like the the boys had a secret nazi reveal as well you know (laughs) yeah and it's it's interesting how that's a thing that pops up in our rated superhero projects. <laughs> I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just um, it's just kind of crazy because you know, Gun loves that. There's some really deep cuts here and references. Yeah. Especially, I, I I went through and um, I think the biggest one is uh, Gun made Batmite canon, like 100% Batmite. John Economos confirms Batmite does exist. He's a real interdimensional imp that stands Batman. If he doesn't show up in the finale just randomly, I'm going to be Bro, I just, I'm just, I laughed picturing Ben Affleck Batman. (laughs) No, that's right next to Batmite. (laughs) Just like, I just, um... <laughs> I just imagine, I just imagine Ben Affleck Batman, you know, big, broody, muscular, you know, Dark Knight Returns yeah. Batman, being followed by like a two D animated sprite of Batman. <laughs> that would be so good. 
<laughs> but like, actually, it opens up the question, is the Suicide Squad technically pre or post? Because we know The Flash, there's a lot of rumors The Flash is going to reshuffle the DC Universe. I wonder mm-hmm. if the Suicide Squad uh, and Peacemaker are part of that post-Flash universe? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the way they're going to do it hypothetically you know rumors you know no confirmation yeah. or anything but you know we're just talking about rumors yeah um i think the flash is going to go through and it's going to pick and it's going to choose what's what worked what didn't and it's going to create a new universe i think films like you know the first wonder woman will stay um like the f- i think maybe the first suicide squad will be reworked so that yeah. task force x you know existed and then and it moved into i like yeah i think like you said you know they do allude to missions in between the first Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad. So, I mean, maybe... Honestly, yeah, it would be really easy. The way they didn't show any of the other heroes, really. There's only a few references. So, yeah, the Suicide Squad could definitely fit in the post-Flash universe. Yeah, because the only connection is is that uh, Boomer... (laughs) I just love Mm -hmm. that he's called Boomer. Uh, Him and Arlie, where they're like, oh, we've worked together. Nice to see you again. Like, that was the only kind of connection. If it's not, you know, post Flash, whatever, if that happens at all, I would love just Captain Boomerang just shows up back to life. (laughs) No, just out of nowhere. Honestly, it'd be hilarious. It'd be like Kenny. It'd be like Kenny from South Park. (laughs) Just the running gag in every R-rated project. He shows up, gets killed, and just comes back again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No one. I don't think anybody would be against it. I don't give a shit about continuity. Bring it back. <laughs> just every time they still went out like a champ <laughs> seriously um but yeah i feel like i think a lot of films will just like like shazam like how it has you know heavy bat flackings you know yeah have superman influence i think <clears throat> if anything changes if certain actors don't come back which you know affleck's not coming back we know keaton's coming I think like just like the Batman stuff that's shown there will just be changed to you could just say changed to Keaton's stuff yeah. like a Keaton Batarang, a Keaton Bat logo, and it would make more sense because remember the Batman toys we saw in the in Shazam had the yellow oval. Easy, they did, yeah. And I thought I I did think that was funny that the, that the stores were full of like merch from actual movies. Wasn't that just random though? It was like yeah, wait, but he's like real, but also they have toys that look exactly like Batman, but they don't know mm-hmm. what he looks like. How does that make sense? I love when he throws the Batman. He goes, get him, Batman. Goes, <laughs> <Yeah. "I'm> Batman. <laughs> That's probably one of the best jokes in that movie. Just get him, Batman. Or, or the, the piano one where he goes, boom, 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 and he throws him through glass. I want to see Freddie wearing a Peacemaker shirt in Shazam Theory of the Gods. That just that would be a great like running gag is that Shazam is in the same universe, but for some reason has merch of other projects. Or could, uh, like, could you imagine? Could you imagine uh, Freddie ends up with the Shaz- with the Peacemaker helmet? <laughs> that oh no, <laughs> that would be funny. He just collects that stuff. Would be, that would be great. But he doesn't know what it is, so he just has it like a candy bar, like for candy somewhere. <laughs> oh, it, dude, it's Freddie Freeman. He's got to know who it is. He knows True. everybody. True, true. <laughs> I can just imagine he's like, dude, I got myself a taxi driver for like 40 bucks. <laughs> just $40 is for this chrome dome of a helmet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God, that'd be fantastic. 
I wonder I love, if that I love huh? the deep cut. Freddie Freddie Freeman is basically like James Gunn. <laughs> he just knows it all. He has all the info. He knows exactly what he's pulling from. I like the what I, I I do think like with the setups and everything, what the show does. It's so interesting to take how grounded it is, but it still uses those fantastical elements. Yeah. Because you see as the story goes on that it kind of starts embracing the more crazy stuff of the DC universe. Yeah. But, like the first episode is pretty much a very much grounded story of him getting out, meeting the team. Um, we get the we get the reveal uh, at the end, which was uh, with... Uh, ah. Butterflies? <laughs> it, well, the butterflies, that was the big reveal for episode three. Yeah. And... But, like, what we get in this episode is that uh, Adebayo, so Danielle Brooks' character, is Amanda Waller's daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was interesting. I, you know, there were rumors about it being a thing. Um, I don't quite There's get... There's rumor huh? did come from everyone's favorite scooper who dropped some Peacemaker tea. Won't be named. Everybody's <laughs> favorite. That same leak, the same... That same post also mentioned something else that Gunn did shoot down. He didn't shoot down the first part, mm. but he did shoot down the uh, Bane rumors. So The long-running Bane rumors. <laughs> Which, who knows? As long so as Bane usually... is not a butterfly. <laughs> yeah. God. Butter- oh, God. He does some the butterflies. I, that's one thing. The butterflies, I was a bit... When, they, when we first kind of heard, I was like, hmm... That seems a little too close to Starro. I was like, a little like, mm, that doesn't seem too interesting, but yeah, I do enjoy them. I am enjoying them now. They're, uh, well, the thing is what they do well is you have, like, we're paralleling Peacemaker. We have no idea what the butterflies are. Mm-hmm. We're just going by the whole, oh, it's probably very on the nose what it's referencing. And in episode three, we get the eating sequence, which was nasty. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't want to imagine that coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Though, like, the thing is, is that the big reveal isn't actually until the ending of episode three, where we see the actual butterfly. Mm-hmm. What a cool visual. Like, it is gruesome. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is really gruesome where he shoots the guy in the face and then the butterfly just comes out of his head. Like, it's already half gone. It just climbs out kind of like, Oh fuck! I'm flying. I thought for a second it was gonna like fly into Peacemaker or Vigilante to take over. God. that would be devastating, especially with Vigilante. Everyone, everyone seems to be really loving Vigilante. <laughs> he's he's kind of a fun sociopath. That's kind of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, speaking of because uh, we fi- so they're the I think he's a senator if I'm correct. So mm-hmm. the Senator Goff and his family, they're like, oh, we, we know Senator Goff is a butterfly. We're not sure if his whole family is. And then you see that his whole family does the whole out of the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, fun fact, um, apparently Senator Roiland Goff and his wife are Peter Safran and uh, Natalia Safran. Producers oh. of, you know, the Suicide Squad, uh, you know, Aquaman, Shazam. A lot of James Bond's movies. Yeah, that was them. 
they got shot. Hmm, what are how many conspiracy theories are coming from that? <laughs> <laughs> and like the thing is, it's already the Snyder Cult is on it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Like it's creepy enough as it is, and yeah. then the whole thing. So it's used for Peacemaker not being able to shoot a kid. Yeah. Which is interesting because in the Suicide Squad, he said he'll shoot anyone for peace. But I, I think here, I saw it as, you know, he needs, um, you know, probable evidence. Yeah. And I think that that's also my takeaway from it is that mm-hmm. he, he, oh. can, he needs proof that they're in justice. Yeah. And they're in, like, they're in the way of peace. Also, my bad. It was just Natalia Safran who played the wife. It was oh. a different actor for Roiling Golf. Oh. <laughs> he'll he'll but, show up later. <laughs> that was funny, though, because she, Natalia Safran played um, Kaleidoscope in the Suicide Squad, too. That was Kaleidoscope? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. You know, well, kind Kaleidos- of a blink and you'll miss it. I think in a deleted scene, Kaleidoscope had like a speaking role. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. I haven't actually gotten the um, uh, physical copy of the Suicide Squad yet because Best Buy has a really good steel book and I just, I, I can't, it keeps selling out. I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, I need to buy it too. It's on my list. I need to watch more of a King Shark again. <laughs> oh yeah, I was watching it again last night, HBO Max, but you know, you, you can't ha- beat having a physical copy of it, which is... yeah. I do hope they release Peacemaker on uh, physical because they do it with Doom Patrol. They do it with Titans and Disney plus doesn't do it. Netflix did it. I briefly, I I, I believe Daredevil does have a physical release. So Um, I own, I own Daredevil season one and two, but they never did one for season three. Okay. Yeah. I I do see. Yeah. I do see it here. Daredevil. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Well, sadly, some shows, when they get canceled, don't get physical releases, which is such a shitty thing to do. That is stupid. And I think there was a lot of discussion of Constantine when it got canceled by NBC would even get a uh, DVD release. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like season three did get a physical release, but only in a bundle with season one and two. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I was... I just saw the bundle and I was like, are you kidding me? That's the problem that I think is coming with streaming is that, you know, we're more and more dependent on what they offer. Mm-hmm. And if they offer it at all, because a lot of us do want to keep those physical releases and it's getting a little, it's getting a little murky if you get it or not. And I think that's a shame. Like, I don't, I don't expect WandaVision as a physical release or, or any of the Marvel That would be shows. so great. I really, they really should. I agree. Everything like there should be a fair shot for something to get a physical release, but you never know. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. shitty thing. Yeah. But here's hoping Peacemaker gets it. <laughs> I think Peacemaker will because HBO Max does seem to do the physical releases. So and I do hope to see Peacemaker. I assume the great reviews already will score it. If it I think Gunn already teased that it already got renewed. Um, because there oh. a while ago there had been a rumor that Peacemaker would be multiple seasons, and yeah. Gunn retweeted it with a shrugging emote. <laughs> he gave up. Because <laughs> if it's not true, I mean, if it's he, he does comment. He's one thing. He's very vocal. Yeah. He will comment on things. If it's true, he usually doesn't. Which is how you know. Ooh, you can tell. But 
I mean, the way they're approaching the show, it does feel like this season is a full season. It's not considered like an ongoing series. Yeah. And I feel like if he does get like a second, <coughs> excuse me, if he does get a second one, he'll probably uh, mm-hmm. take a completely unique look at that season, which is, I think, a great approach to these kind of shows, especially with a character like Peacemaker, who doesn't have like this big mythology to build on. They're literally yeah. creating it with this show. The only mythology he has is pretty much that I think what two versions of the character exist with very different origins and the magic helmet. Yeah. <laughs> There's um oh I would like to see God, oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about Peacemaker in a future season, what I want to see him do with it. But I forgot. <laughs> I hate that. I do that a lot. I forget things I'm gonna say. It happens. But, That's why podcasts yeah. are so dynamic. You never know if yeah. you get the information or not. <laughs> Oh yeah, if I remember it, I'll say it, but um, I do want to see him continue. I do think it can get really interesting. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of places you can go. The DC universe is very vast, and yeah, I hope to see Peacemaker return in another movie, too. Movie one or two, one one or two movies, you know, another series, another show. But I think he should keep a show, you know, his main point. Make him a returning character. Yeah, I. I feel like he could definitely he he will, he can definitely be a character that will that'll return for a Suicide Squad. I think characters like Ratcatcher, King Shark, Bloodsport, and Harley. That's the thing with how the Suicide Squad ended. I feel like Harley. It's going to be hard for her to come back to the Suicide Squad, considering you know. Yeah. Bloodsport has the dirt on Waller. I I don't know if we're gonna like. I'm okay with them moving away from the Suicide Squad um, mm-hmm. to do something different. I'd, I'd be okay with them returning in like a bigger project. Yeah. Like Waller, you know, Waller sending backup. She sent in help. <laughs> I don't know if she'd do that because Waller. Mm. She's a little, I mean, given how she's treating the team that betrayed her in that film to make sure that no one gets killed. Yeah. I wouldn't be sure she will be grateful to be like, Bloodsport, I need a favor. Yeah. I, the thing is what I, I, I do think with, especially with Amanda Waller being a factor in this series is is that I, I do think they want to keep the mythology of Argus alive in some way. And I think they can mm-hmm. do a lot with Argus as like a um, representative of a way to get teams together, characters together for missions. And I could see that working quite well with these TV series. I think with I think Argus is the starting point. I think Argus yeah. is going to be the... They're going to start moving in the direction of even... Hardcore mentions it. The DEO, the Department yeah. of Extra Normal, in, or, or the, the, yeah, Department of Extra Normal Organizations. I forget. Um, I think we're I, we're so close to Checkmate, another yeah. organization run by Waller. At one well, at one point it wasn't, and then it started to fall apart, and then Waller came in, picked it up, and she started running it. And that's where really I thought Peacemaker was going to be. I thought it was going to be an origin series, um, you know, but it was not. So, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, the thing is with the Suicide Squad, I was also surprised it was like a sequel. I didn't expect any like tie ins to the previous one. I was like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn's here, especially because Captain Boomerang looks clean. So you'd think that he'd turn into whatever he was in the Suicide Squad the first one afterwards, but he cleaned up his act only to end up in Suicide Squad again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and you know it's it's interesting, but I'm I'm kind of happy it is a sequel because this story can build upon that in this universe I, and not have to be like oh we have to fill in the blanks. Amanda has to stay with Argus 
because that's where I think that's where she was in the first one. And now it's like, okay, we can go any direction. We can develop Argus. And I think there's a lot of hints that if this goes south, it there won't probably be any Argus anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm confused why. So this is the one thing I'm not 100% sold on the series is that I, I love Daniel Brooks' character. Leota is mm-hmm. great. But I don't see, I don't understand what Amanda Waller sees in her daughter yet. <laughs> I think it's just nepotism. It probably is, but it's just like, she's really not made for this. <laughs> yeah. I think, you're and I think just... that's, that's, that's the thing about her. She's not made for this. This isn't, this isn't her scene. This isn't her crowd. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's basically a normal person. And I feel like that's something, you know, Peacemaker needs to see. I also think it's a parallel. They're trying to build a parallel between parents in this regard with Peacemaker yeah. and his dad, her and her mom. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a, a pep talk about parenting. We do get a lot of like people bad mouthing her mom and her just giving these looks. So we yeah. do get a lot of that in the series, which, you know, it's, it's a great conflict because she's kind of hearing what her mom is. And probably as someone who was never directly involved, this is like her big, Oh, Oh man. Shit. My mom's not good. Not a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's, that's why I think could be potentially interesting, especially I wonder, is Peacemaker aware of his father as White Dragon? Yeah. Because I don't think um, he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... I, I but like, like, the thing is, I wonder if the butterflies are going to be connected to that too. Because there's going to be a point where these two storylines are setting up come together, and mm-hmm. either his dad's going to become part of the butterflies, which uh, whew, he's going to get his ass whooped, <laughs> yeah. or like they're going to put away their differences or something. But I think Gunn in, a, in an interview said that he's a he's a worse version of Peacemaker as a lost cause. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm curious about how they build upon that. Yeah, definitely. Though I do love that the entire reason he ends up in prison is because Ekamos is just such an idiot. And to get attention away from Peacemaker, he pins it on his dad. (laughs) That's, I did like, one thing about that prison scene I did like is, um, uh, oh, sorry. I was looking at something. Um, any or so detective sophie or detective song is you know watching you yeah. know all these stupid dweebs go and like hail this old cockatoo looking dude and, and they got and she goes don't usually send tapes to arkham or bell rev and the, and the guy goes yeah they're they're overflowing right now and i go oh damn i like that that was just a fun reference because you know a lot of villains are like put away and you know yeah the series does it's episode three where he? F- mm. What 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 episode was it when uh, he got put in prison? The old guy, old, old man. Uh, that was episode. I think it was episode two, two right? yeah. Because that's right I mean, after. Because two is where he escapes, and then at the end, his father's put in prison. 
Yeah, I, I literally just watched these. I don't know how I can't remember. I, I've been, <laughs> and I, I want to rewatch it. I, it's like the first show in a while I want to rewatch. Mm. I don't know. Rewatchability is so weird to me. Like, I have to be really in the mood to watch it again. Yeah, I know that feeling. So. The, the thing, uh, he, so he lands in prison in episode two, and like a lot of it is the buildup out of him escaping. <laughs> yeah. Episode two is a weird one because it's kind of like, the butterfly thing is in the first episode. The second episode is like a downtime where vigilante and peacemaker bro out and shoot stuff. <laughs> and then they had a threesome with the witness that he had a connection with. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. About it. He's, st- he's still wearing his vigilante mask. <laughs> to keep his identity safe. And they're smoking weed and the and vigilante goes, yeah, I'd shoot you guys in the face. I shot people in the face for this two years ago. <laughs> You're lucky <laughs> it's legal now. It's like his rule of uh, what is justice or not is very dependent on the justice system. <laughs> I didn't, I'll be honest, I did not expect the, first of all, I didn't expect her to be back. I was like the hit, the moment he had with her was already like, oh, this, this is the, the fight between them is like, this is awkward. <laughs> and then her just to end up at his place. All right. Wait, wait. That was the lady from the apartment. Yeah. Oh my god! How did I not catch that? That was the weird part about it. Was that ch- it w- because they were also playing the the song they bonded over the the singer? It's like Cinderella, oh god, I think dude. I, dude, I didn't even catch on to that. I just completely. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Especially because they bond, and the first thing they do is have a threesome. It's like okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's so great. <laughs> I I hope the Peacemaker car court thing doesn't... I, I kind of don't want it to go anywhere. I don't like... Love that. I don't know. I It just feels weird. I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah. I don't know. There, the thing is, James Gunn has an ability of hinting at things and pulling it right under the under us. Uh, pulling the rug under us at one point to make it go, oh, no, this was actually setting something else up. So I wouldn't be surprised if it does go a different direction. Yeah. But but I do think that... The thing is, with enemies like the butterflies, someone's going to get infected. Yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> it already sucks when someone dies, but someone getting infected by that, even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I my fear is I think Vigilante's going to die. I hope not because I feel like I feel like Vigilante is going to have a bigger role in the future just based on how just based on you know Chris Conrad leaving after five and a half episodes. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's the weird thing. Like, is does he have a future? He feels like the setup that would end up being the one to die because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not my best friend, and then at the end. I, you were my best friend. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But it's it's either that or one of the members of the team. And I yeah. don't th- I don't think it's going to be Ekimos or Mern. I think it could be either Harcourt or maybe this. I don't know if Adebayo. I think her wife might end up being one. That would suck. I feel bad for her wife. <laughs> They're already having enough troubles. But that's like. 
I hope they don't go down that route, especially because great LGBT representation here. Yeah, really. Like the first 10 minutes of Peacemaker, boom, right there. Thank you. Meanwhile, <laughs> no offense to you know, Marvel, but Loki yeah. slightly mentions it and Twitter blows up. Yeah. But Peacemaker does it right there and nobody cares. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of sad when a lot of shows have to avoid it, you know, even in, mm-hmm. in Eternals where it's a bit more open. It's still kind of like, yeah, they show it, but kind of not. They're just living with each other here. It's just open. I think Eternals was the best move in that regard for for Marvel. But this one is like, it's just on. It's just a nice, honest version take on it. Yeah. Even if work will drive them apart, probably. (laughs) I, the thing is, it's like, with with the romance as well i'm not sure if they're gonna really go down a romance angle it does feel like that there's a lot of hope to do a lot with harcourt it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird position this early in the season because a lot does technically happen we get a lot of reveals we do get the setup peacemaker finds out who vigilante is Though I was surprised that all they've been friends or they worked together for some time and he never figured it out. <laughs> he's not, mm-hmm. he never figured out he's the random dude staring at him at a restaurant. <laughs> Though his, mm-hmm. yeah. when he goes outside to do the victory dance. <laughs> oh my God. This girl I'm seeing is pregnant. Is that, why are you trying to get me to set you up with my cousin? Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. But the thing that I found interesting is, like, with the scene where Peacemaker was having a hard time shooting, he was, uh, Vigilante is just humming a song and shooting down kids. Yeah, he does not care. He does not care. That is, uh, oof. (laughs) Yeah, he's, um, he's worse than Deadpool. I wonder if that's going to come back in some way, or the team's going to leave him, leave Peacemaker behind because Vigilante's a better killer. Yeah. It's gonna end up in drama. Um, I'm looking at guns. Uh, he did. He's doing a Q and A right now about Peacemaker, and oh. somebody asked, "Mini series or many seasons?" And he says, "We are open to doing a second season." So I feel right. like I, it's. I feel like it's gonna. It's gonna get renewed. Oh, definitely. I can see that. Yeah, they believe in gun. And gun went on about. Someone asked about Judo Master because obviously his costume is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, he says, Juno Master in the comics is a non-Japanese guy wearing a version of the Japanese flag. And yeah, Rip Jagger is a white dude who learned, who like crashed in the mountains yeah. was, taught, was taught like karate or judo. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, and also the actor is Vietnamese. So it kind of be, would be, you know, wrong to put him in a Japanese flag costume. Yeah. I do, I do wonder if Juno Master in the show is Rip Jagger because I don't think we have a name for him yet because no. we just introduced to him. Oh, wow. By the way, Judo Master's fight scene was really good. Crazy. That dude is a serious kicks. <laughs> yeah, he's powerful, though the screaming was a little off-putting. <laughs> mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> it's like, what's going on? <laughs> I like the uh, height difference they were playing around with. I didn't, yeah, I, really. I didn't Maybe... realize he was small. <laughs> yeah, that was the... I remember... In the casting breakdown for Juno Master, they wanted somebody super short. And um, I forget what he was called, but he had a fun nickname. Damn. I forget what it's called, but it was a really fun nickname. 
and, and like, it but it was like such a perfect thing because it's like, of course, Peacemaker, big burly dude, would underestimate him, mm-hmm. and then try to mock him and just get the fucking floor wiped with his face. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're, Vigilante's like, okay, you won. <laughs> Don't hurt yeah. me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his name in the caching breakdown was Marshall, like the name Marshall, an artist. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That could have, that would probably be a comic name of some character out there. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought it was really funny. Martial artist. <laughs> I mean, alone, the name Judo Master is already perfect. I love the mm-hmm. scene where he was uh, flo- throwing the uh, flaming hot Cheetos at Peacemaker, just toying with him. Yeah. I love that. Man loves his chips. I, um, I do. I really want to see Gunn uh, dive more into the Charlton characters. I thought, I think he could really, you know, like question blue beetle yeah that, um when he was robbing the, the the chick that was you know um that you know the first butterfly he encountered and he grabbed that you know weird thing i was like hold on a second first of all i was like is this is that a scarab is that part of a scarab but it wasn't i don't know i was just because it was covered in blue symbols and i was like come on how could this not be reach technology I could see them connecting uh, the Reach with the butterflies, given the blue color tints. Maybe the butterflies mm-hmm. are some kind of creation of the Reach. Another thing, um, crazy. Um, miss somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter speculating, um, what if Mr. Mind is part of that race of aliens? Because Mr. Mind, you know, he's a caterpillar. True. A, mind, a psychic caterpillar. And that's the butterflies of the evolution. Maybe, 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 maybe Mr. Mind is like a like a purist. Like he believes himself to be, you know, like you know the OG and the um, you know the real top shit, the ultimate version. <laughs> I do not need wings to dominate the world. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see him back. That would be. I I'm I I'm a little sad that it seems that the sequel for Sazam is going a very different direction. I do like the idea with the goddesses, but the fact mm-hmm. he set up Mr. Mind and he's just gone. I think he'll be back. He'll definitely be back. Probably I think the two but... of them are probably setting up the monster society. Ooh. That would be good. That's probably then in the third entry. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna have to see. Uh and it's 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 going to be interesting how they they tackle that, and I'm curious, yeah. you know, if they're going to build connections with Peacemaker, with the bigger DCEU, with if oh, there's yeah. some kind of evolution or something like that. Because I mean, the ending of Episode Three, that was pretty much a post-apocalyptic kind of hints that the world yeah. is pretty much already taken over. Marvel DC just did Secret Invasion. Yeah, they did. <laughs> no, was knowing, I they want- really did the Secret Invasion. <laughs> I wonder, are they going to find a way to get the butterflies out without killing people? Because I can't imagine them killing half the population because of butterflies. Because mm-hmm. right and now that's the secret, only way. They did they Secret Invasion and Infinity War. <laughs> Peacemaker's got you everything for you guys. <laughs> James Gunn really just condensed it all. <laughs> he found a way to combine it all with a good old R-rated action. And uh, lots of sex scenes, lots of uh, nakedness, and John Cena Jeez. dancing, t- 
John Cena dancing in his tidy whities is going down <laughs> in TV history. <laughs> John Cena, what a great guy. He's in for it, and you got to respect the fact that he's just all in. And I love that yeah, some just... ass. Yep. No, no, go on. I, I just love like the moment with the nuts where he starts taking out the calories. <laughs> like, oh yeah he's like these are empty calories <laughs> which is such a like it explains why he looks the way he does in this world <laughs> he's still dedicated to it <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah peacemaker um it's just it's just gun being guns and he just it works his writing it, yeah. the fact that the series was like never meant to be yeah um, Peacemaker was supposed to be stay dead. He was not supposed to come back. And then Gunn calls him like, yo, let's do a show. He's like, dude, I'm dead. He's like, yeah, no, don't worry about that. Literally, like, I think it was on um, Fallon or Kimmel he talks about. I don't know. They're basically yeah. the same person. Um, <laughs> he was like, he's like, dude, I'm dead. What do you mean? He's like, don't worry about this. I got it handled. Boom, pulled from the records of Jotunheim. And the fact that he just wrote this show in quarantine because he was bored. I respect the shit out of it. Uh, I wish so. I wish I was bored during quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I The thing is that I will say that he gets away with it a little too easy. Like he gets shot through the throat and they're like, oh, the only thing you had was this and that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if, if this show turns out to be a dream, that would be weird. <laughs> that would be that would be so funny. He's just after everything, he's he's alive, but he's in a coma, just dreaming up his adventures of becoming a hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'd be I I wouldn't, you know, I would believe it. I could see him do it. So who knows? <laughs> oh geez. Yeah, it would be really funny. Uh, we got we got some exciting stuff heading our way, don't we? Oh yeah, especially I mean you know Peacemaker wrapping up, and then as soon as Peacemaker wraps up, a few weeks like two three weeks later, the Batman, and then after <sighs> the Batman, we'll start getting the promotional push for um, Black Adam and then the Flash and the DC. Hoping is back. It seems like the DCEU and just the way they go about making things is much more uh, fluid now it, stuff gets yeah. done like things are actually happening Batgirl is happening um possibly it looks like nightwing is finally happening um our man i'm not talking about that but I, I hope it happens true we haven't heard of that project in a while um and it, it had writers that's all we know um i really really need to hear something on the green lantern show i mean it's I think it's missed like two production start dates or projected start dates they wanted to, but we don't even know full casting for the series yet. We don't have official casting on Sinestro. Yeah. We don't know who Jessica Cruz is. We don't know who Simon Baz is. Uh, yeah. I assume after Black Adam will come out, we'll get a lot of news on spinoffs because they're already planning those, I think. Hiram Garcia Uh, talked about that. JLA spinoff. Oh, yeah. Though, uh, speaking of, what were your thoughts on the Batgirl costume? Um, good. I like it. For her starter suit, one that she makes, she gets the materials for, for, for herself. We saw set photos of 
Infantino's, the store from Batgirl Year One, where she gets the stuff. She makes the costume herself. Mm. You know, she's not. I talked about this on Twitter yesterday. Um, she doesn't have you know the bat gadgets. She doesn't have military grade bulletproof armor. This isn't you know this isn't this is Barbara Gordon herself. You know, she put together like her only gadgets. She had a taser that she put together herself. She'd worked on some radio receivers. Um, she pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> she spray painted most of the suit. Yeah. So it was basically a Halloween costume. It literally was. I started off in a Halloween costume that she wore. And I say, I mean, in, in year one, Batman's like, stop using my emblem. Stop fighting, you know, with my stuff. You need to stop doing this. It's dangerous. And Robin, they, they, they told her to stop. And eventually Robin's like, he'll come around to it. And she gives, he, he gives her some stuff to work with. And I think that's how Robin will fit in the story. And I think, you know, that's how Batman will fit in the story. Yeah. And I think they'll, and by the end of the film, they'll, they'll open, you know, they'll be more open and they'll, she'll get a good suit. Not, not that this one's not a good suit. You know what I mean though? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a different take. It's a more down to earth uh, version of something someone can just, you know, make themselves. It's literally the Burnside suit brought to life. Yeah. There's like little changes to it. And I think it looks great. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with the project. And holy, holy hell, that's all that were a lot of uh, set photos finding their way online. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. I'm happy that they're probably going to be filming it outside next week. That's probably why they showed it off. Probably. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get a, you know, that's the one thing DC or Warner Brothers does way better than Marvel is that they actually show off the freaking costumes before we get minuscule set photos of barely recognizing the costumes from the distance yeah except for black adam who showed us nothing they literally gave us nothing <laughs> but, we had they did. but yeah. they kept saying they did <laughs> here's a first look at the suit that looks pretty much like the artwork we saw but you're still covering your yeah. face what God, the rock does look i think the rock looks great as adam he's a great choice he he certainly visually got it down. Visually, so like, yeah. I'm curious how he's going to perform it because it is more of an anti. You know, this is a darker character. He always tries to still be the good guy in some way or another. So I'm really curious yeah. how he's going to play it. Because if it's I, just he kills two dudes and then is a nice guy, I don't know if that's Black Adam. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, I think they're all cool be good i think this is a project this is obviously a passion project for him oh yeah this is something he's waited, he's waited 10 years for and i don't think he's gonna slack on it uh yeah he i mean he probably he's been like the moving he's the one who's like okay we're doing this no 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 we're doing this guys yeah I, i'm gonna pay for it. my own promotion we're gonna do this <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be, I, i'm honestly really excited for that movie it's a big year uh it's a really exciting year yeah it's and that's I, I'm still wondering if um, just later in the year seems a bit um, interesting because um, certain films have just wrapped now production and they're supposed to be out you know by the end of this year like Aquaman two just wrapped yeah and that's got a December release date and I think I think Aquaman would work wonderful as a summer film. I think um, I think I, so as well. Uh, I'm still not sure why the first, I, but at the same time, the last release was, I think December, and they that, made a billion. So <laughs> they did. It, it, I think it's 
the first and only DCEU movie to make a billion dollars. That you know is DCEU because I don't I don't really count Joker as that. Yeah, I think I'm hoping the Batman can. I think the bat. I think there's a good chance the Batman can. Omicron has been a bit issue right now, but supposedly mm-hmm. these numbers are pretty much well. Supposedly, you never know, but they're saying yeah, these numbers are pretty much. This is the last wave. This is the last big push for the virus, and yeah. cinemas haven't been closing down. And I think there's a lot of anticipation with the Batman. And mm-hmm. what I think we've learned from Spider-Man No Way Home is that the big focus is a lot of people are saving up money for the big releases. Yeah. And the Batman is a mo- like Spider-Man is a huge character and Batman is like the same for DC. Those are like the representatives for those franchises. And, and I yeah. think that's kind of the big selling point. Plus, I mean, it's it just looks great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly, and if anything, you know, I wear a mask to the movie theater. I did it last night when I saw Scream. I masked up the entire movie. I pulled it down to take, take you know, take a few drinks. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm back. You know, I got my mask and I feel fine. You know, sitting in the theater. Yeah. One problem with it last night was the guys being loud and vaping throughout the movie, taking shooters. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a horror movie opening weekend. You know, that's the kind of people it attracts. <laughs> I actually never seen that here. No, that in um in high school kids. Also, last night I got to scream. Right. Yeah. Me and my friends, we sit down. Me and my, we we sit down and we're waiting for the movie to start. And I look down. And I I hear crying and I realize down in like the front, like the not the front exactly front row, but um down down below us, there's a family with like three small children. In scream. In scream. <laughs> and then the movie starts and they get up and leave. What what did they think? <laughs> Either they were in the wrong cinema. <laughs> they, that yeah, I mean they had to have been. There's no <laughs> way they brought three kids to screen. <laughs> Mommy, what and is then that got up and they were like, yeah, exactly. Mommy, I just get a knife. <laughs> They're at home. They you know they went home to watch Peacemaker with their kids. They're probably yeah. Mommy, like, what right, is that man this? doing to that lady? Yeah, so <laughs> it's oh man, we live in a weird world. <laughs> I uh, mean, when I yeah. I went to watch Spider Man No Way Home, we just had people like constantly going, yeah, yeah, yeah. every time something happened. So <laughs> shit was nuts with Spider Man No Way Home. I hope it's nuts with the Batman. Oh, I would love that. Those are weird experiences. Uh, just every time something happens, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the way the DCEU could and should be like that. <laughs> At, you know, hey, 2022 with uh, I, I can I can see the Flash with Michael Keaton showing up. I can see it. Yeah, it, it's that's one thing people don't realize how popular Mike. Beyond nostalgia, Michael Keaton yeah. is seen as the definitive Batman for many. Yeah, it's not just nostalgia; he is Batman. And people love Michael Keaton. I think that's also why that even though we know he's coming, even though mm-hmm. it's been confirmed, even though we saw artwork with him in it. We saw set photos. We saw set photos. They're like the teaser for the flash. We're not going to show his face. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So. 
I'm uh, I think I think I think I'm honestly looking forward to the Flash. Supergirl, I'm looking forward to, and everything else they do. It's it's going to be really exciting, and we're you know I can't wait. We're going to have many more episodes this year. We're going to have fun chatting. You're stuck with me, mm-hmm. John. Yeah, <laughs> talking about DC. Oh, the things are coming up right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But hey, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you so much. We are happy to be here. We're looking forward to 2022. We want to hear your thoughts on Peacemaker. So be sure uh, to find us on Twitter. You can find John on. Uh, at Wild Patrol. And you can find me on at that bell, T-H-A-T-A-B-E-R-L. And be sure to stay up on news on DC, anything pop culture related on murphysmultiverse.com. And we cannot wait to talk about the next episodes of Peacemaker next time around and what else on DC news we get. Until then.